0: Good afternoon. Just barely, technically, afternoon. It's been a little while since I did one of these. It's Thursday, the 17th of January 2019. I believe this is the first one of this year. Um, I don't know what to title this one. I was thinking about titling it. Abortion? but maybe that's not the best one. Maybe it's, maybe as in the best title. Maybe a better title would be something like When's the Right Time or Babies? Question mark. I don't know. Um, my wife is pregnant and as of right now, the recording of this, we have no intention of keeping the child. And that's not a decision that comes easily. It's not one that we just went, oh, okay. I mean, I guess we're just going to go get an abortion now. I think we've talked about that being how it would go if ever we were in this situation. If ever Vera got pregnant, the birth control method that we were using failed and we were in the situation where we were presented with the situation of having a child. We had thought that we would just very easily and very quickly say, Well, I guess we're having an abortion, or she is. She's the one that's actually going through the procedure. It's not me. I'm there with her. I'm not happy about it. I would much prefer that we were in a situation financially and home-wise that allowed for the child to come into the world. But I also am of the belief, or of the opinion, however you want to look at it, that going into the child-raising, child-upbringing commitment is one that should be done consciously. There are a lot of things that... Happen in life that you don't get much of a choice in. But there are a great number of things that you absolutely do get a choice in. Now you we can get in a debate about choice and all that another time. But for the sake of this, we're just gonna say that you have choices. When I decided, hey, it's a good time for me to learn how to drive. That was a choice, and I asked somebody to show me how to drive. When I decided that I was going to get married, that was a choice I made. I planned it out. There was a lot of thought that went into it. it there were six months that led up to. I mean, I I thought that I was going to ask Vera to marry me long before I did. But the act, I mean, probably a year or two before I actually did, the idea came into my mind that, Hey, I think, I think this is going to lead towards marriage and this relationship. Then I had thought of a date. I had thought of a trip. I planned this whole thing, this whole event around asking her to marry me. And it largely went exactly like I had planned. I mean, there was only one small part that didn't, and that was the ring that I had purchased made from tungsten wasn't able to be engraved quite the way I wanted it to be because it was so darn hard, and it was a little bit thick and kind of bulky for her finger. So that aside, one small thing, and I had spent, I think, all told maybe $100 on that ring, so it wasn't like I was out thousands of dollars and, oh my goodness, now I've got to go and get this whole other ring. No ended up getting her some other rings and the rings that she wears now are 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 completely different from that one she probably still has that one somewhere i would imagine she does just for sentiment reasons i don't know maybe it's lost who knows it doesn't really bother me one way or another it's it's more a a symbol than anything i've considered her to be effectively my wife for a while now but my point to this is that that was a decision that I made. It wasn't just a oh oh look I somehow ended up on my knees in front of you with a ring in my hand and oh goodness how did this happen ah huh, uh ah uh, I guess I have to ask you to marry me or I don't and there's only this one choice and this is the one time ever that I'm gonna get to do this ah ah g-. no no it was it was thought out it was planned heck. There's, there's more thought that goes into what I'm going to drink in the morning or if I'm going to pee before I get something to drink than went into this child situation. And to me, that seems like a really, really bad start to something that is arguably one of the most significant things that you can do in your life going into it kind of just oh goodness oh we're in this situation okay okay we've got nine months to get everything figured out okay well we've got to find a different place to live but our our lease isn't up until july okay all right so that's well that's seven months away which would mean that the baby was two months out okay so you'd be seven months pregnant at that point and i guess uh maybe okay how how do we move um maybe we ask some people that we know okay but we've got to find a place and we hope that it's a good place. Um, okay. Oh, geez. All right. Well, okay. And then Dell Del only works a part-time job. So I guess he needs to start looking for a second job or a better job right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Like as in five minutes ago right now, you shouldn't even be making this, this talk walk thing right now. You should be looking for a job and, and basically begging on doors to hope that you can find something that pays more than what you've got right now. Okay. Um, and, and and uh I guess we maybe we should just sell everything that we, we don't absolutely need. Okay, okay, we gotta just change everything that we're doing. It, it, to me it's like I could come up with different analogies, but they all have a deadline to them. And I don't like deadlines like that. It it just it puts an inordinate amount of pressure on on people and they make bad decisions when they're when they're under that amount of pressure and I can't think of many situations where you're in more pressure than the beginning or end of a life if you just found out that you had an illness and you knew that you were going to die pretty much guaranteed or let's say you just knew for a fact for some reason that you were going to die in six months. You just knew that when this this rare form of disease, whatever it is, comes about, that you know that people, as soon as, if, if it's caught in time, and, and, and when they, the doctors get the reading, they go, yep, at this stage, you've got six, maybe seven months to live. But that's 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 everybody 90, 99.999% of the time. There was one guy that made it to eight months and that that was just some crazy anomaly. No one has ever made it past that time and people sometimes like like two percent of the time die within the first four months. So there's a high, high, high chance that you've got a, at least five to six, maybe maybe seven months. Okay, so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do in that time? you've got that's you've all you got time left for. I don't mean to make this sound like a, a dire thing. I'm just saying, Being in that kind of uh, that amount of stress is similar, I imagine, to you have to make this monumental life change. All in all, the changes that come with this one massive change, because this baby is coming. So, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna make all those changes? Can you make all those changes? Do you want to make all those changes? That's another big part of it. And my answer to all of that is, I don't like your questions. I don't like this situation. I do not like being in a situation where I didn't get to pick going into it. Now, if my wife and I had said, okay, we like our home. It's not the greatest home in the world. It's not the the most fancy or whatever, but it's a good home. It's a fine home. Like the home that I grew up in, it was a fine home. It was a solid, well-built, it was a good home. It wasn't huge. It wasn't. I'd say it was twenty five hundred square feet. If I had to, and I have to guess because I don't. I don't know for sure. It was. It had a good yard. It was good. It was a good home out in the boonies of Tucson, Arizona. The home that Vera and I lived in the basement of that was a good home back in Seattle. It wasn't our home, but it was the the home that we lived in. The basement of the the, the rented out apartment that they had down there. But the above stairs, which we went up there and had some meals with them a couple of times, the family that we were renting from, nice people, it was it was a good home. And I've been in a number of good homes. I'm doing little air quotes with my fingers. Homes that are clean and they're, they're well built and they're, they're structural, structurally sound and they, they weren't built 100 years ago and need a whole new pipe works and things are rusting and falling apart. As I look in the apartment that I'm in right now, there's... Lord knows how many panes of coat covering everything to hide, blemishes untold behind these, well, behind the layers of paint and, and on the, the dry, it, this place is, is is kind of a disaster. But we pay a price that is fitting for a da- disaster kind of an apartment. We pay $800 a month with all utilities included. We have to do our laundry in, a, in the, the basement setup here, which is kind of annoying, but it, It's not a huge deal. Three bucks per load. That's $1.50 per load or per wash and per dry. So three bucks all told. But it's not a place where I'd want to raise a kid. And You might say, well, you don't always get what you want. I could hear somebody saying, you know, nobody's ever fully ready. And, you know, you you just make it work. Really? You just make it work? Okay. You know... The last time I can recall jumping into something and just pulling the switch, flipping the switch on, on a choice, and that was one that I consciously made, and it ended up being really bad, really, really bad, and it cost us $3,000, and that was a car. That was a car purchase. That was not a child. That was a car. It was a Honda Civic. Hybrid, hybrid honda civic from 2000 and one of the very early models like 2001 2003 something like that and the battery in it the, the the really crazy huge battery that makes the darn thing run when it's working was shot and i didn't know that i didn't realize that was the, the, the problem with it well i thought well it's a honda it's, it'll be great well it wasn't great purchased it and it ended up being a heap of garbage. So we sold it to this guy that called himself a master mechanic. Whatever, I don't really care what he did with the car. Towed it away eventually. It sat in front of our home for a while, and we made I think three hundred bucks off of that. So twenty seven hundred dollars was our effective cost on the on the car, and then had to pay the loan back to my dad because that's how we had the money for the car at all, and then we saved up some more money, and then got another loan from my dad, and finally, after doing a fair bit of research, purchased another car, which we thought was great, and my dad looked at it, because it was down in California where he was, I had been looking at Craigslist in our area up in Seattle, and down in the the Southern California area, thinking, hey, well, if there's a car near my dad, he can go and look at it, because he knows some things about cars, and he can check it out and see if it's a, a if he's the one that's gonna be loaning us the money, then it'd be a good idea for him to check this thing out so he can see, yeah, this seems like a, a solid use of the money that I'm gonna loan my son and, and my, my daughter-in-law. Well, turned out it was a fine car until we learned that it needed some work, and I don't know if that was something that could have been found out, I'm not sure. And it needed $4,500 worth of work after we had spent about that much on it already. On the purchase of the car, I think we spent just shy of five grand on it, forty eight hundred or something, and then it needed another forty five hundred dollars in work, it needed a new head gasket and something with the catalytic converter. So not cheap. And <laughs> that was when you knew exactly what you were getting into as best as you possibly could. We could see the car, we could open the hood, we could look at it. You can't do any of that with a child. You have no idea what you're about to get into. You might be getting into a situation where this child has some horrible disease, and they're in a, a, a situation where you're having to go to the hospital all the time. So now that's your life. You're having to take them to, to specialists because it's either that or they die. And, well, are you going to let your child die? I mean, that seems like a really – I don't know if you can just legally let your child die. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't. I'm pretty sure there's there's laws against that. It's like negligence laws or something like that. Oh, my son has this – horrible disease, well, we're just going to ignore him for a week and hope it goes away because it kind of will. No, that's not how that works. You can't do that. No, if you bring a child into existence, if you if your wife births or whoever births this, 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 this new life, it's they are your responsibility. You need to take care of them. Well, what are the chances of Vera giving birth to a perfectly healthy, completely viable child. I don't know. I She's healthy. I'm healthy. So I'd like to think the chances are are good, but complications happen. We live in a world with all sorts of strange chemicals and, and wacky things in the airwaves. I, I I don't know. I don't know what could happen or, or how things could go. These are all things that have weighed on my mind. And having to make this decision from a place of, Financial instability, we'll call it. We're not. We've got twenty one hundred dollars in the bank account right now, saved up in savings. We live entirely off of my wife's income because all of my income goes straight into savings. We're trying to save up. Our goal that we have in mind is five grand. Once we hit five grand, we'll kind of breathe a little bit easier. We'll be able to make some some. some smaller purchases we my wife has wanted to get a a computer for streaming she wants to try and do some more stuff with magic the gathering those are all things that would just go out the window nope not happening that's none of that's happening because all of that money is going for the care the upkeep the maintenance the the health all of the things that a child needs and speak about this child as though it already exists and and is a is some sort of inanimate object. And I'm I'm just trying to use words that actually make sense to me. I'm not trying to be callous or say maintenance and upkeep of a child when you're thinking, well, that's the way you talk about a car. You have maintenance and upkeep of a car. You don't talk about a child that way. You, you, you care for them and, and you provide sustenance for them. Fine, fine. You do all those things. I get it. But I'm trying to remove emotion from the situation as much as possible because that is definitely a factor in this whole thing. If anybody were to stand back and think, boy, Dell, you're just super callous and you just don't care at all. That's not the case. This is half my child. It's not that I don't care. I care very, very much. But I care about three lives here, not just one, not just one. I care about my life, I care about my wife's life, and I care about the child's life. I care about all three of those. And if one of those could be really good and the other two turns to crap, that's not great. If two of them can be really good and one of them isn't all that great, I'd be okay with that option, assuming the not great life was mine. But I don't know how to make that option work. I don't, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to find a job right now that I can pay for all of our bills. I don't have any sort of college degree. I don't have any sort of background in something where I can just start making, say, $35 an hour and then just go, hey, hon, we're set. You can stay at home. I've got a a job now that pays all the bills. Now, what does that even look like? That's probably a full-time job, so the amount of writing that I'm able to do, that goes out the window. Well, I guess that's just a sacrifice that you have to make. You wanted to be a published author? Eh, that's not happening. Maybe maybe next role that I, you know, all these these years that you've put into this. You've been writing since you were 17, 18 years old and seriously doing it for about the last five years, and that's just all boop, out the window, nope, no, nope. you're just—that's just not happening now, because you have to have a full-time job, and and that makes this however much money, maybe some sort of salary gig, as a a store manager at a a Myers or a Walmart or a Target or something like that. Okay, but how I don't—I can't even just jump into that position. I I, I don't—that's not an option available to me. So, my thinking is. We do not have this child. We wait until a point in the future. I hope that point comes where we are financially stable. And we go, okay, look, this is fine. And we go into the choice of having a child with 100% consciousness. We, we, we do it 100% that, – that doesn't even make sense – with 100% consciousness. Being 100% conscious about the decision. We go, okay – we would like to have a child in the whatever portion of the year, and so we will start participating in the activity intercourse to bring about a child around that time. That's that's a goal. So if we want a wintertime baby, we'll start having a bunch of sex like rabbits in the early spring, midish springtime, or I guess that'd be towards the end of the fall. We want a a spring baby will start humping like rabbits in the towards the end of of summer whatever we're going to we're going to make this choice and this is when we'd like to have a baby we we would like it to be because of these reasons and before that happens once we're certain that Vera's pregnant we'll we'll go on a trip to some pl- well whatever and this way it's not a surprise it's not just one morning hey I'm feeling like I should have had my period about a few days ago and according to the calendar when I wrote it down um, that's definitely accurate and things have been feeling kind of funny on the inside. I think I should get a pregnancy test. Oh, look at that! Look at that pregnancy test. Isn't that something? I am pregnant. Wow. Oh boy. Okay, what do we do here? The response I heard from my wife the morning she peed on that pregnancy test, is not the response I want to hear when she does it the next time. The response was, oh boy, it was something like that. Or like, I I don't remember exactly. It was just sort of kind of a, uh, you've just been told this major thing is going to happen. It was, it was, okay wow, something like that, or a sigh, but it wasn't, yes, it is, it wasn't Dell in there with her looking over and going, okay, hey, did it work this time? All right, hot dog, oh, hugs and, and kisses and hooray, okay, this is happening. See, I have this belief, and maybe it's bogus, and maybe there's no founding or or truth to it at all. I don't know, but I have this belief that every single thing that you do matters and that your intentions matter hugely. So let me give you an example of what I mean, and let me just tie this example to this situation right now. If we went into the process of bringing a child into existence the way I'd like to, it would be done very consciously, as I've said many times here. It would look something like this. Bear and I have a conversation okay look we've got this place Dell you' you're you've got this amazing situation with your published your works your books are selling you've got two books that are published and they're both selling well they're not in some sort of insane bestseller Oprah's list that are selling millions of copies and you've got getting a pin uh, option for movies and blah 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 and it turned into a Netflix miniseries and this in the comics and toys no 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 it's not it's not that kind of money but it's it's good money. You're, you're, you're doing just fine. And we're, we're set. We're fine for, we are financially good right now. Uh, Vera, you're 33. That's a little bit later to have a child, but that's not, it shouldn't be a problem. It's not like you're 55 trying to have a kid, which I don't even know if that's possible at that point. Maybe for some people it is. It's not as ideal as say 23 to 26, but it's, It's not unheard of, especially in today's day and age. All right, we have this chat. All right, let's do this. How about we we start trying and actively going for this in two months from now? And Vera goes, yeah, that, that works. Let's do it. And we already eat pretty damn healthy, the occasional pizza here and there, or maybe a bottle of wine once every couple of months or something like that that we share a couple of beers some nights it's not much alcohol all right so we cut out all alcohol no more any junk food at all which again that's almost non-existent we'll have some dark chocolate now and then i mean that's not even bad i so just make sure that the diet stays good and and stays real clean okay good all thumbs up thumbs up all right there will keep on doing what she does with the diet and working out and and taking care of herself and then, in two months, when she feels like okay, body feels really good right now, then we'll start trying to have a child. Okay, good. Then, then we'll um, we'll, we'll plan. We'd all that also be planned in when when in the year we wanted this this the, the child to come about. We don't want to put it off for a year if, we, if we're already in a good spot now. But we we could maybe wait. Say, if we're thinking maybe maybe not having a child in the middle of winter, that might be a good idea, just in case roads, you know, let's just say, let's just say, these are just things to think about, what if we have a child and it's right smack dab at in the middle of February and there's a huge snowstorm because we're still here in Michigan and uh, we have to drive. But the roads are completely blocked in because there was some sort of crazy blizzard. All right, well, if we can avoid that, let's aim for early to mid-fall or sometime in the spring or summer when that's not going to be so much of an issue. Okay, so let's push this out a little bit later or whatever whatever that re- requires time-wise to make that happen. These are all considerations. And then we, get, we start getting the house ready. We make sure it's nice and clean so that all the air that Vera is breathing is good and, and healthy. We get some air filters in place and maybe a humidifier. So everything is just very conducive to bringing a child into this extremely welcoming, clean, good, healthy, wholesome environment, which is not the case right now. That's not the case at all. And you could always throw up. Well, there are people that are. I knew this guy who smoked five and this lady, and she did all the cocaine ever, and then blah blah blah. And he turned out to be a doctor. Okay, for all of your stories of that happening, there's three hundred plus of somebody not even making it to birth, of somebody dying because of uh, because of those things. Because somebody was couldn 't stop drinking and they slipped and fell and smashed their stomach on some stairs and, and then miscarried, my point here is that on one end of the extreme you 've got the person that doesn 't give a damn might not even know that they 're pregnant doesn't doesn 't care at all about their health or the baby 's health or anything, and on the other end of the extreme you 've got the person that really cares really wants this to be the, the best. Thing that they it possibly can be this the whole experience they want to do the best they can in bringing this baby into existence, and that's that's how I feel something of this magnitude should be done. And then you've got the situation that's right in the middle. That's our situation, which is it's or I guess it's closer to the good side because it's not like we're doing coke and shooting up heroin, and then going you know I have a baby. It, no, we're not, we're not doing any of that. But this is such a surprise, just such an out-of-left-field kind of thing. I guess it's not that far out of left field. We were participating in an activity that has a tendency to lead to this sort of an outcome if you're not careful with it. Um, although we were relatively careful. It's just sometimes your birth control method fails. And condoms, pills, whatever it is that you do, they, there is a failure rate. So it's not like they're all perfect. I guess the perfect never-get-pregnant method is just you never have sex. And, well, we're a married couple, and that's just not an option for us. So we run this risk. The downside to an abortion, and I feel it is the only downside. Well, it's it's a couple of them, so it's not like it's one downside. There's a few downsides. The downside is not the money, that's for damn sure. The money it's gonna cost less than $300. So one of my paychecks, that's 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 dust in the wind compared to the overall cost of raising a child. It's nothing, that, that, that's, that's, those are, that's pennies. So that's not really an upside exactly. I guess if the abortion was $10,000, that would be a real big problem. So I'm thankful that it's not. But the downside, the the realistic ones that I see, are the health factors. I don't know exactly what this medical abortion, the one that Vera has optioned for, will do to her body. I I know what the, 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 the site told me that it would do. It said it would be like a really heavy period. It kind of flushes you out. All right? Well... Um, that's unpleasant to think about. Would would it harm her any other way? The antibiotics that she takes are, will that she says she's taken them in a pet in the past for other things and unrelated to childbirth or anything like that. And she said that it it, it leaves her feeling dead inside. I don't want my wife feeling dead inside. That's not something that, that sounds pleasant. It's, I don't want that to happen at all. And what if what if there were a situation where it did some sort of irreparable damage to her in something inside that is required to make a baby where it turns out when we want to have a child it's just it's not a good it's it, it just it's not a good setup in there anymore. That that would that would really suck. But is that is is ignoring those risks, even I don't even know if those are real risks. So they're just risk perceived risks on my end. Those are those are what I go I when I think about this. Oh, I, I want my wife's health to be solid and good. And I'm and I'm worried that it might there's a chance, however small that chance is, that going through this procedure, not that it's a surgery, but it is a, a pill that she swallows and it does whatever it does to the inside of her. There are some risks to that. I, it might be, oh, I choke on the pill. Okay, well, that's not. A, I don't. I don't want my wife choking on anything. That's that's not a. That's not an ideal situation. I don't want her choking on a piece of fruit or or a turkey dinner or or a, 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 whatever. Anything. So there are some risks to this. All this is to say that this is not a decision that... I guess it's not even fully set in stone. It's not set in stone until you actually get to the point where something is actually happening. But the way that I see it right now, the, the one of the largest factors to this whole thing... Let me try that again. What I see as one of the largest factors to this whole equation is how we ended up in the situation and it was one it, 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 we, we ended up here not because we wanted to be here we ended up here because of, of a, a bad roll of the dice and I'm not a fan of that I, I want to be able to have the choice to say no I'm, I'm not playing this game Imagine, imagine you have a a thousand-sided die. It's a huge-sided die, or it's just a random number generator on a computer. Let's say it's a thousand, a hundred doesn't really matter. It's it's a it's an adequately high number. It's not it's not a a coin flip. It's not two. It's not fifty-fifty. It's at least a hundred. And a hundred of or ninety-nine of those or nine. Hundred and ninety nine, or nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, whatever the case is, all but one or a couple of them will all. If if those numbers come up, let's just do the hundred. So if one through ninety eight come up, you get to play a fun game, a game. Some of them you like better than other ones. Some of them you're not a real big fan of, but they're all fine games. They're all. If one of them solitaire, another one is game, another one's chess, checkers. You've got Settlers of Catan. You've got two hours of World Warcraft. You've got Minesweeper. You just get all sorts of games. Uncharted 4 on the PS4. Uh, two hours of Halo on on the Xbox, etc., etc., etc. Snake on your phone. You get the idea. But two of those games are games that are really, really, really unfun. One of them is the uh, go as fast as you can with the knife between your fingers game and the other one is russian roulette. I know these sound really morbid and people probably pro-life people like my my dad would probably like why are you comparing having a child to russian roulette? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like making a choice at gunpoint. That that's what it feels like to me. And I go, all right, I'm going to roll this die. All right. Woo, and I roll it. Oh, it's 26. Okay, that's that's uh a game of go fish with my wife. All right, I roll the dice again. Roll it. Oh, it's it's two games of checkers or best of three of, of checkers with my wife. Okay, right, cool. That's a fun game. Roll the dice. Oh, flag, flag football. Okay, that's a fun game. Roll the dice. Oh, it's uh, street hockey. yo, oh, that's that's a fun game. Roll the dice. Oh, Magic the Gathering backgammon. Roll it. Roll it. Roll it. Most of the time it's fun games. Some of the time they're kind of boring. And then all of a sudden, oh shoot that's number 99 and i look at the board and number 99 yep that's i I knew that i knew that was russian roulette okay but the thing is is that at any point here i can just go i'm just not going to play that game just no i'm not i'm not i'm not going to play that game I could have done it when Go Fish came up. I could have done it when Backgammon came up. I could have done it when any of the other games come up. But I'm fine with all those games. I was fine with all those games. But this game, I'm not fine with. And that's the beauty of living in 2019 is that I can say that. So can my wife. Now, if she absolutely wanted to keep this child, I would back her. I'm going to back her. And I'm going to go, okay, I don't know how in the hell we're going to do this but i am not going to bail on you and if you are dead set i'll leave you to have this child and there's just no way that i'm aborting it then or i'm no way i'm aborting them i do not like referring to a child as it and because i feel that it, it dehumanizes what will eventually definitely become a human if all things pan out i'm not you know miscarriage or complication aside what happens from the point of conception is a child. A child comes out of the baby. That's how you're here. That's how I'm here. That's how everybody got here. So to say that's not how we got here is to be silly because that is how we got here. And we have a, a, a point a and a process. And so, yeah. The beginning of our process. Anyways... I say all of this because, as I said already, this is not a decision that I come to easily. It is a decision that is difficult, but I feel that it is ultimately the best decision. Because because it's a game that right now I think would be a, a big mistake to try and play. And that's how I feel about things. Okay. Um, yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope that this was thought provoking. And I also hope that if you have any experience with this and you have some great advice for me that you pass it my way, because that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I love you. Have a good day. Bye bye.